This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast focused on issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today we're focusing on exercise and its effect on your brain's health. Dr. Daniel Diaz is a family medicine physician with specialized fellowship training in non-surgical sports medicine. Dr. Diaz has an emphasis in chronic joint pain and non-operative orthopedic care through MidMichigan Health's WellSport program. We asked Dr. Diaz about the relationship between exercise and cognition. Physical inactivity has been recognized as the fourth leading risk factor for mortality by the World Health Organization. It's a risk factor for cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and obesity. Engaging in regular exercise has a potential to reduce the risk of a variety of age-related diseases, including dementia and Alzheimer's. It's been found that regular exercise, the kind that gets your heart pumping, can boost the size of the hippocampus. The hippocampus is the part of the brain involved in verbal memory and learning. Plus, exercise reduces insulin resistance and inflammation and stimulates chemicals in the brain that affect the health of your brain cells. Indirectly, exercise improves mood and sleep and works to reduce stress and anxiety. What's the relationship between exercise and neuroplasticity? So neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to adapt to changes that it encounters. So people who have a significant stroke, the younger you are when you have that stroke, you have a little bit more neuroplasticity or your brain has more capabilities to redirect that area that got affected to use different parts of the brain to do that one specific task. As you get older, that neuroplasticity kind of reduces and your brain doesn't adapt to these problems as easily. Mm -hmm. But with exercise, it really strengthens the way your brain responds to different traumas and different diseases as well. You talked a little bit about how my ability to rewire my brain changes or diminishes over time. What's the age factor? So age definitely plays a role in your brain health. Increasing age is strongly associated with the development of dementia, particularly from Alzheimer's and other neurodegenerative changes like vascular dementia. Dementia is characterized by the presence of significant cognitive decline as you age or even after uh, some sort of trauma to the brain to the point where independence and everyday activities becomes affected. 35% of all cases may be attributable to really nine potential modifiable risk factors, including education, hypertension, obesity, hearing loss, smoking, depression, physical inactivity, social isolation, and diabetes. If you go through that list again and kind of slow it back and rewind it, you can see that the majority of those are really easy to change and somewhat self-induced through our diet and our lack of activity. You're a family medicine physician, but you also have a background in sports medicine. You see exercise as medicine. Yes, I think exercise is something you should incorporate in your day just as much as eating three meals a day. It should be something that if you skip that day, you should probably feel like you missed out on something big in your life, just like skipping lunch or dinner. It's important to incorporate exercise, but if you're not currently exercising, I would definitely talk to your physician or your primary care physician about how to get started with exercise because there's some conditions or some diseases that you need to really work into doing specific exercises or you can only do things that would be safe for you like swimming or cycling. The recommended amount of exercise that people should get is about a half hour of moderate exercise most days of the week. So about 150 minutes a week. If you're not exercising right now, don't get bogged down by those big numbers. Just start with slow amounts and start working your way up with simple things. I think the key to exercise is finding something that you find fun to do. Exercise shouldn't be something you dread and more something you look forward to. So you can really turn any hobby into a form of exercise, whether you like swimming, mountain biking, riding a bike, running, walking, or whatever it is that you think would be fun, just make sure you do that every day. And that will really increase the compliance with you doing it every day. 
You said a half an hour a day. Is that a hard, fast number? Do I need to start at a half an hour? No, definitely not. You can just, if, if you think that's too overwhelming, you can start at five minutes. It's also the research has been shown that you can split it up into three 10-minute sessions of exercise. So if that's a little bit more manageable for you, maybe before breakfast, you do a 10-minute cardio. Before lunch, you do that as well. And then before dinner, you do your last 10 minutes. So you can really break it up throughout the day so it's not so overwhelming. And is there any, any <clears throat> credence to that idea that you need to reach a certain heart rate to actually have the cardiovascular exercise? So you definitely want to reach a certain heart rate, but I wouldn't get bogged down with heart rate monitors and all that. You really just want to do an exercise that gets your heart flowing. So if you're a little bit out of breath, you're having trouble having a simple conversation when you're talking to someone doing that exercise activity, that's pretty much the intensity we want you working at for about those 30 minutes. So just kind of ramping up the exercise to that level. Sports medicine specialist, Daniel Diaz. For more tips and information regarding living a more active lifestyle, visit midmichigan.org slash wellsport. As always, if you have concerns, consult your healthcare provider. If you need help finding a healthcare provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. We'll see you next time with another episode of Health Dose.